Vader from Wish. That's at Vader from Wish. If you're on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, too bad. And who, who are you on Twitter? You are oh. at NWO underscore machine. That's right. That's right. Underscore. Uh, no. Not hyphen. Underscore. <laughs> it has to be underscore. It has to be the underscore. Underscore. Yeah. Like my hockey days. We were, Actually, you know, people say, why are you connected? Uh, Vader and I were both goalies. Yeah. So, uh, we not were, as good as you, but. <laughs> lots of, <laughs> I was not that good. Lots eh. of funny stories. I never played for the Jets alumni. Oh, okay. NHL alumni guys. Yeah. yeah I, you know what? In all reality, I was pretty good. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was pretty good. You know what? Actually, since you've already taken me off course. Yep. <laughs> you want to hear a story? I'll tell you a story. I don't have a choice. You don't have I'm a tied choice. tied to the coach here. But I'm going to tell everybody the story on Twitter. Uh, and whoever's listening here, our Twitter fans are usually the ones listening. <laughs> so long story short, in a, in a galaxy far, far away, when I was uh, very young, uh, playing junior hockey, I was approached by, back in that those days, you would have like a coach say, hey, uh, machine, uh, someone wants to talk to you mm-hmm. out, out back there. <laughs> You're thinking, oh, oh, yeah. like who is it? Is a referee? Is an official? Or is it Graham who, James? Who, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! I got a Graham James story. For of course you, you do. I do. Of course, this is going to be road stories. This episode here. I thought we were doing mental health. I uh, yeah. Well, Graham James is a little bit of mental health. <laughs> if you don't know who Graham James is, let's be listening in the states or abroad. Uh, Graham James was basically an abuser. a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah, and he's a trash bag. Uh, but he was a coach in the Western Hockey League uh, system in Canada. And uh, if you know Sheldon Kennedy and uh, Flurry, Flurry and, and those yeah. guys. Uh, there were some abusive things going on. Yeah. So um, I was, uh, well, here's what happened. So uh, before then, I was approached when I was playing junior hockey at, um, and they said, you know, one of the scouts want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, you're kind of open for it. It's what you play for forever Yeah. to uh, to be scouted by whoever it may be. You don't know who's out there or what they're talking to until they hand you the card. So three of us went out there and, there's three guys. There was uh, one guy. Uh, well, I'll just say his name. His name was Ray Clark. And Ray Clark was a phenomenal hockey player. And Vancouver Canucks were talking um, to, to Ray. Um, and they and back then, it was like literally, it's just three guys standing out. Yeah. You know, just with our with our half our gear off. We're just yeah. standing outside in the in the, this rink. the 70s. So there's yeah. big collars and <laughs> leisure suits. Yeah. They're just standing out there and they're just talking. So he's on my right. Uh, on my blocker side, standing in the back of the rink. And on my left was the greatest defenseman I ever played with to this day. His name, uh, his, I'll just call him Paul. Paul, because I don't know if he wants to, anyone to know. He doesn't want to be associated with you. <laughs> Paul, in his entire career, was a tough guy. Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone looked at me sideways in the crease, Paul was going to take care of it. Nice. And I don't recall Paul ever losing a fight. Oh, cool. <laughs> even in high school. Yeah. Like, he was feared. Um, the only time, and Paul respected my dad, who is pretty hockey knowledgeable himself, mm-hmm. uh, who actually had the opportunity and was looked at by the Islanders oh, cool. as a goalie. Huh. Uh, so it's in my gen- in my genes to be this goaltender. So he always said to Paul, Paul, you don't have to fight. You're talented, blah, blah, blah. And we were playing a game out in the middle of nowhere, and my dad happened to be at the game. And Paul had braces. This was back in the day. We're not wearing visors either back no. in those days. You wore your helmet, and that's it. Well, if Paul got hit in the bottom braces on that yeah. lip, if you've ever had braces, that's the worst pain in the world, <laughs> and Paul would snap. Yeah. So Paul got in a fight to my right, 
uh, in our end one day, and he's fighting this tough guy. And Paul's just holding on because he sees my dad. So he's trying not to fight because my dad said, try not to fight. Yeah. This game, let's try not to get penalties. <laughs> and Paul, and this is in the middle of hockey, in the middle of a fight, the guy gets Paul and somehow cracks him in the bottom lip. Oh, boy. And Paul held this guy. I, don't, I In my head, I don't, he kind of had a, he held his head down and he looked at my dad in the stands and he shrugged and said, sorry, <laughs> and proceeded to take the guy's helmet off him. Yeah. And he hit him in the face with his helmet. Nice. Yeah. And, and that was like, so. Paul now, the scout that was talking to Paul, I had a guy say to me, listen, I'm from the Buffalo Sabres. We're interested in you. Um, being a goaltender, don't expect to be drafted, you know, first round. Yeah. Goaltenders are always later. Yeah. Uh, but just be prepared that uh, we we are interested in you. Uh, are you interested in playing in the NHL? And yeah. because there's lots of guys that are going, eh. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of work. Like, you got to oh, yeah. work hard to get yeah. to, to get where you're going. And back in those days, it was like walking at, like, training camp. A lot of the NHL alumni guys, would, would we would joke around about how we trained or some of the guys trained, like, even older than we were. <laughs> and I always said training camp meant, like, well, we don't train before training camp. It means no. you go to training camp. Yeah. It, it was like walk to the rink, you flick your smoke, and you're yeah. not smoking yeah. for the yeah. winter. Yeah. <laughs> that was training camp. So it was a college that wanted Paul, of all things. Oh. Like, not Paul's thing whatsoever. Yeah. And the guy, and so everyone's kind of, you're kind of one ear, one side. You want to hear yeah. what's going on with these guys. And the guy says to Paul, he says, so, Paul, uh, so-and-so college wants to offer you a full scholarship. What courses would you be interested in <laughs> if you were going to play for us? And I'll never forget this. Paul said, it was like the, the record scratched and halted. <laughs> he said, do you have a sandblasting course? <laughs> like, and the, I mean, that's a technical college. Yes. It would be like. A, that's a good skill. A great skill, but yeah. not for like a Harvard wow. or whoever who was. I can't remember. The, Why not? I, I can. They're not teaching sandblasting in Harvard. So everything, even the Zamboni stopped like, because they heard <laughs> sandblasting. Like everyone was like, we all look like sandblasting. And uh, the, guy, the, the scout looked at him and said, uh, no, we don't have. We have. You want to be a doctor? You want to be a lawyer? You want to be whatever? <laughs> and Paul said, I want to be a sandblaster. And the guy said, Paul, this is a full scholarship for anything you want to be. Yeah. And Paul looked at him and he said, I want to be a sandblaster. And gave the guy the card back and walked into the dressing room. Huh. And, again, that was the last of our junior year. And that, end, and that side of things. I saw Paul literally 20 years later. Yeah. I'm filling up with with gas and i this guy pulls up and he's joking he goes you know a machine or whatever you know like and he's like where the hell have you been well i said paul what are you doing he goes well i've, I've been sandblasting man <laughs> i'm like come on are you serious and he goes yeah i found out he's living the dream he's living what he wants he's yeah. always wanted to be a sandblaster he's probably happy and he was happy yeah and this is the whole kicker of the story the reason he wanted to be a sandblaster was the girl that he was dating at the time mm -hmm. her dad owned a sandblasting company mm -hmm. and he married her oh and so of course he had he, a job he pulled for the life. triple h <laughs> he pulled the triple h and and you know what you're so far ahead of me in this story <laughs> oh sorry he bought the company when the old man retired <laughs> so he's just like triple h so um he's not with the girl anymore like he, he obviously well, he's got happen. the company he, he beat it he bought the company as soon as he... triple h takes over everything she's gone it's out. stephanie's out. single oh yeah Shane. even the kids beat it oh, Shane will be <laughs> yeah. out everyone will be out so 
Paul became a sandblaster, and uh, I, I I don't think Ray Clark. I don't think he went to their camp, but Ray Clark was one hell of a good athlete. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, Ray I'm... Clark, we played ball hockey. Yeah. Ray Clark would run around the rink with a smoke in his mouth and never run out of wind. Yeah. He was that good. Like <laughs> he was just a wicked athlete. Uh, and so now, uh, so back to me for just a second, because okay. the other guys have a way better story than I do. <laughs> um, I was, uh, I was 18. I was driving home in my parents' vehicle and I stopped at a stop sign. And all of a sudden I don't remember much, but my foot was still on the brake and I was halfway through the intersection. I got hit by a drunk driver. Oh, and that was it. My, my NHL, uh, dreams died that night with oh. that accident so yeah i was a pretty i was you pretty could have been playing with phil housley and yeah. Gilbert Perot. well i always joke i always say well man hasek for sure i'd have been sitting on a bench forever yeah eating popcorn and then grand fear came in yeah like i was finished after that but yeah. um i did play in one uh, particular hockey uh, uh organization that i was a starting goalie for and the only reason the next goalie made the team was because i left you know who that goalie was? No. Curtis Joseph. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, and I thought it was pretty neat. I, I toured this this college that I was at uh, with uh, with another, with a female uh, uh, co-worker mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry at the time. And I said, well, I'll come and we're going to pass through this place. And I ran into my old coach just by accident who was there. Yeah. And this girl said, yo, he was telling me a story about Curtis Joseph. And the coach, without skipping a beat, he said, the only reason. And he said it. To he goes, the only reason Curtis Joseph became our starting goaltender was because he left otherwise curtis joseph would have been his backup so i guess i had a little bit of talent so what you're saying is he owes you big oh he (laughs) owes me huge not even an autograph yeah not even he doesn't even phone you no christmas card no nothing Uh, did i get a cujo mask to put in my collection Uh, cujo shame 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 dog yeah (laughs) so yeah, we have. How did we get on this? I don't, I don't know. know how we well, got it's on our there. show. It's about nothing. It is about nothing. It's yeah. about in general interest. And, and, oh. so that's how I got to play with the NHL alumni. Yeah. That's where we were. So, in the end, I guess my dream uh, came to fruition at some point because yeah. I played with all ex NHLers yeah. that were my age and a little bit older. And we had so much fun traveling uh, little towns and, and things mm-hmm. like that. So, well, you got to do the charity thing when you're. When you're in the business, yeah, and those those guys like the the older generation, they know how to treat the fans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, your choke, choke, choke. That was your kid to say something. Well, I took a sip. You're supposed to continue the conversation. Oh, I was trying to, but I didn't want to. <laughs> case I said something funny, and you sprayed your liquid all over me. Yeah. yeah. So that was my. Uh, Sorry, I, 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 I did get. I'm, back I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm, I did. Get I'm not back. at your level. Oh, one day, one day. I you listen. If you're at my level, I mean, yeah. just step down. You're Obi One. I'm at a kid right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a I'm in a, a cloak right now. As we speak. Yes, <laughs> holding my lightsaber. My eyes are <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was fun playing with the NHL alumni. Yeah, and that came about when I was in local media. Mm-hmm. Oh look, you're a you're Hello, an episode late. Peach. Here comes PJ the cat to uh, check out the episode. Come knock everything down. Knock everything down. Unplug the wires. <laughs> I was playing a charity hockey game with media mm-hmm. versus, and it was versus the Jets alumni at the time. And uh, after the game, I was approached by, there's, uh, you know, the Babbage brothers. Yeah. So Wayne Babbage, who played in St. Louis, who was a 50-goal scorer for St. Louis many times, he approached me and he said, where did you come from? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't, what do you mean where did I came from? I just, I work at the TV station. Yeah. I'm the host. He goes, no, 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 no. 
he, he said, you're not a media guy. <laughs> he, he said, there's nobody who plays like that yeah. who's a media guy. He said, so where did you play? Yeah. And I said, I didn't play anywhere. And, and he said, well, you will be because you're going to be the goaltender for the NHL alumni now. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I kind of, by accident, yeah. got, uh, got in with those guys. And that was a lot of fun. Like, it was so neat to be accepted in the dressing room by all, like i'm looking at all these guys going oh my god like there's well terry wilson was yeah uh, see how the nhl alumni works city to city to city it's not necessarily if um if you played with the nhl city mm-hmm. if you live in that city you're, you can play with the nhl alumni obviously and then you're you would be the detroit red wings wherever you're playing so we had all these guys and it was just uh Kerry wilson who was uh calgary flames yeah um like i'm looking at these guys going holy crap like Wayne Babbage is like a 50 goal scorer, man. Like yeah. this guy played back in the day when. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows if that drunk driver wouldn't have hit you. Yeah. You know, who so knows? you kind of got a little bit of redemption, a little, yeah, a little was, second chance. Yeah. Like, it know. was a neat little thing. Yeah. And uh, so long story short, <laughs> or maybe we'll make it a little oh, yeah. bit longer. Yeah, story <clears throat> I did have a chance to play pro uh, one more time, mm-hmm. even though that accident happened. I had just started my entertainment career. Um, and I had, I used to do costumes, costume changes. Oh, she's okay. She's, okay. Oh, she's going to hit stop. No, the, she'll on, be fine. She's lying right on it. Unless the, unless the phone has her paw print on file, she's not going to open You'd it. be surprised. Yeah, she's, she, she chews though. You got to watch. She chews on cable. Yeah. She also chews on phone. Okay. So I had an opportunity to go. It's we're good. Okay. I had an opportunity to play in the East Coast League. Oh, okay. Um, for Roanoke, and it was the Roanoke Valley Rebels back at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is what a small world it was that the Winnipeg Jets head coach at the time here was Claude Noel, and that's who I would have played for way back in the day <laughs> with the Roanoke Valley Rebels. So uh, in the end, I somehow did regain, you know, back, again, yeah. it's like this small world, like the, the six degrees of separation, who knows yeah. where you end up. So I'm at the border going across. From Canada to U.S., I have all my goal gear loaded up in a, I think it was a 1988 Hyundai Pony is what nice. it was. I have, all my, I have all my entertainment stuff also, which is costumes, wrestling costumes, <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And the other suitcase, I get to the border, and at the, the guard, at the time, you didn't need your passports and all this yeah. crazy stuff. You just had to say, I'll be back by September 3rd. Yeah. And he says, where are you going? And I said, well, uh, I'm going to Roanoke to uh, possibly play professional hockey. And I'm going to Milwaukee to possibly become a full-time entertainer. (laughs) I'm on an audition. And the guard said, "Uh, okay, pull over. (laughs) So I did. And he opens my uh, Hyundai Pony hatchback. And he sees all the hockey gear. Okay, well, that's a true story. Yeah. And he takes the briefcase or the suitcase with all these costumes in it. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to. Yeah. He's going to get the rubber glove. I'm going to get the prostate (laughs) exam. So he opens up this uh, suitcase. And at the time, I had a pink and white Randy Savage jacket made. Oh, because I used to do this Randy Savage stuff. And he he takes it out. He's holding it up. up. Son of a bitch, he gave me a, a shot. Yeah. Obviously, I'm an ugly guy because he looked at me and he said, "Obviously, you're not a stripper. What are you doing?" <laughs> so, I'm even shot down by a border guard. He won't put his finger in there. So, um, 
I told him what I did, and uh, and he he said he goes, "Do you have an option to be A or B, like yeah. goalie or entertainer?" Yeah. And I said, "Yeah." I said, uh, and I had a contract, like a, 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 yeah. a hockey contract in there, and he wished me luck, and he said. Uh, well, he says maybe I'll either see you one day on the ice or see you on TV. Yeah, and uh, I guess he did. He, he did get the ladder in the end with the TV show. But <laughs> yeah, big con. You want to know my contract? Hmm. Have you ever had a football contract? Sort of. Okay, so when I played in Europe. So, yeah. so any kind of weird thing in the contract? Nope. I no. couldn't even read. It was in German. I just <laughs> all I knew is they were going to give me some health insurance, and uh, <laughs> we had a place to live, and uh, they provided a car. It was like a little Mazda three thing. Yeah. That, so how much was your salary? It was about fifteen hundred a month. So. Don't make me do math. So that's, I, I was only there for like last half the season. Okay, but still, that's cool, yeah. right? So my contract. This is and this is how stupid we are as kids. Yeah. My contract was fifty grand U.S. Oh, okay. At the time, which has always been the big conversion thing yeah. for us. So fifty thousand dollars U.S. And I'll never forget my dad. I get this contract. It's, mailed in at the time you get to wait for the mail you check the mail every yeah. day get this contract and go dad i'm gonna make 50 grand and my my dad reads the contract over he's he's pretty excited right yeah. and, and his face changes and he goes you really aren't good at math are you <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like well no i never was good at math <laughs> so 50 grand just so you know back in those days just exactly what vader said they included the car usage oh okay right so they figured, okay, this is the car usage. This is the gas that they've used over the years. Uh, you get your gas, you know, per diem. And then you get, they would pay for some groceries. Yeah. And the place to live. Yeah. So all that came out of your contract. Yeah. And then it was like, I think I made $8 a game. Yeah. After whatever, but yeah. 50 grand total. And, uh, but you know what? It's kind of cool if you've, if you're lucky enough to get any kind of contract or, Obviously, you were good enough to to be a professional football player. Well, I lucked out. Well, no, still, yeah, it's still you still, but you played. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I and that's my biggest regret to this day mm -hmm. that I I ended up in Milwaukee first doing yeah. the entertainment stuff, and I decided not to go to Roanoke. I called yeah. Roanoke and I said I, I I'm not going to make it out there. And then they tried to guilt you, but it's fifty grand, well, kid. No, they did try to guilt me. They <laughs> yeah. they thought I was in Milwaukee trying out to Milwaukee. Oh, okay. And you couldn't do that back in the no. day. You had to wherever it was signing you, because uh, Roanoke in in that time, I guess they had the affiliate to Buffalo somehow. Oh, okay. So because even though I wasn't drafted, yeah, even you're in the system under sort yeah. of it's like a weird protection thing. They own you. Yeah, <laughs> even though you're not, and it's sort of that. It's what happened with Lindros. Yeah, he couldn't. Like, Quebec took him. That was the end of it. Yeah. You're too bad, buddy. You yeah. can't play anywhere else. And the trade happened. Yeah. I was never that good to negotiate yeah. where I wanted to go. I'm glad but, that trade happened. I've always been a flyer. Yeah. Fan, so you I know was what, super stoked when he. You know, there. my cousin uh, was uh, married to a very famous uh, Philadelphia Flyers goaltender. Oh. Yeah. Ronnie Hextall. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So he's kind of related to marriage. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of he, cool. he, he was next to Tretiak. He was my idol. So, yeah. yeah. He, you know what? He was so. I just talked to. Actually. On Twitter, Scotch Man, he's out of Edmonton, and he and I were talking about Billy Ranford and uh, just in private messages, yeah. and and it, we were talking about those days, and, and he said those nineties, oh. the, they just had a different feel in hockey. Yeah, it just it was awesome. Yeah, it was it really was good. And we we're I going hate, on strike. And... <laughs> I hate being the guy saying back in my day. Yeah, but it really was like to me that like I've seen I, 
there's so I many characters. Like, I mean, just that's the whole yeah. thing. Like, even like up until, and I don't know when that ended. I, I think. Well, for me, hockey kind of went south when they went on strike. The, the first yeah. time, okay, fine, yeah, get what's coming to you. Then the second time, like, done. I can't even watch it now. Yeah. You know. And yeah. then the Jets came back here, and it's like, Ugh. yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan. Uh, no. <laughs> Even though I played with the alumni, yeah, but well, not not this alumni. That was that was a different. Yeah, I was. I like the Jets before. Yeah, but Phoenix now I Coyotes can't, Jets. Yeah, the Phoenix Coyote yeah, Jets, not the Thrasher Jets. I can't no. stand the. And even Phoenix, like to me, that's a joke and a half yeah. already that they're playing in a. They're to me, they're in a movie theater. Yeah, with three thousand to five thousand fans or whatever it is. Yeah, and, and they can't even fill that rink. It's yeah. just a joke that they went there. But yeah, so. Uh, yeah, the game has changed, and uh, so that, that's back in my era yeah. for uh, Hextall. And it was pretty cool when I, I, I wrote him when I found out. It was actually my grandmother who told me about this. Oh, cool. <laughs> Watching hockey one day, visiting my grandma, who was also a big sports fanatic. And the Flyers were on. And I, and and she said something, and I go, oh, this is like my favorite goalie right here. Yeah. At the time, him and Bill Ranford were my two favorites. And my grandma goes, you know what? I think you're related to that guy that Hextall guy I said come on like as if yeah. I'm related so of course grandma goes makes three phone calls and she says oh yeah 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 that's Diane <laughs> Diane's husband is is Ron and I'm like come on and she yeah. says yeah she married uh Ron Hextall so oh cool was, so I wrote him and told him the story and he sent me a bunch of autographed pictures oh nice said, welcome to the family <laughs> yeah, it was pretty neat fast forward now okay I'm gonna tell you more stories oh. of hockey here we go I know you're bored <clears throat> I got to keep kicking them to keep them awake. No, no. You no wanna, do you, you want to tell a story? No, no. Just, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt your flow here. I know we had a whole format we were going to do, and he just, uh, <laughs> he took the format sheet and went wipe and flush. We, had, we did. We had everything yeah. to do with my dad and yeah. mental health going on. Well, we, this is, this is stories of my, this yeah. is the, the, the crap. It's a machine part of show, yeah, apparently, yeah, this week. No, it, it is a machine show. <laughs> I'm just joking. Now. It's fine. They're good stories. I don't mind. So, so, Okay, I'll finish telling this story. Yes. So fast forward to this uh, alumni thing. I get a phone call from um, one of the NHL guys who happened to play in Detroit. And he says, um, the Detroit Red Wings want you to be their goalie. The the alumni, not the real real Detroit. That's good. Beat it. We got this. (laughs) And they had a three-game tour here where we are. And... it was a hundred years of hockey for them. Mm-hmm. So Ron Hextall's uh, uncle played in the NHL as well. Oh, so again, another sort of family relation. Yeah. Now, long story short, my nickname has been angry goalie for years because <laughs> all I do is I joke and I yell at everyone. It's all yeah. joking and fun. That's how I was when I played too. I was constantly always yelling at everybody crap. So. Yeah. So they would always say it's angry goalie. Right. And uh, so I'm in the dressing room. And the guy says to me, hey, here's uh, so-and-so. And uh, and I said, well, actually, I said, you're kind of like a distant uncle, I guess, because yeah. Ron married Diane. And he and he said, what's your name again? So this other guy that I know, he says, just call him Angry Goalie. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, uh, we already got one of those in the family. <laughs> I said, well, now you got two. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty neat to run into him and play in the, with the Detroit alumni, too. Yeah. Which is pretty neat. So when you're a goalie for charity, mm. the whole trick is to, if they put kids out on the ice, yeah, you got to let them even the score because you're the alumni playing against adults who think they're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's amazing to see like 25 year olds who just finished junior. Yeah. Get the floor wiped with them by the NHL guys. Yeah, it's humbling. It's, it's nice to watch. 
It really is. <laughs> yeah. Like they're so smooth. Like yeah. the like the NHLers who've played the game understand how to play the game. Yeah. And it's patience. Pa- like the patience they yeah. have is so much different than if you've never played. But uh, so these uh, little kids come on the ice. And I, I think it was like five nothing for the Detroit alumni. Yeah. And <clears throat> these little kids come on the ice. And this one kid comes down. And I, and I go down in the butterfly early. And he lifts the puck over my shoulder and into the net. The crowd goes absolutely nuts. Yeah. And then the next play, too, like another little guy came down. He takes a slap shot. I sort of dive over the puck. It goes under me and into the net. Yeah. So now it's 5-4. <laughs> and then they change the lines and the adults come back on. Yeah. So we're in the dressing room later. And uh, Dennis Hextall comes to me and he says, uh, I, I don't know where you're from, man. <laughs> from right here why he goes you let the game get tied <laughs> i said well i i know like uh the jets alumni that's what we do we let all the kids come out and score and they're the heroes man yeah and so he says i know he goes this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> and i said well, i don't understand what you're saying so their goalie in detroit who couldn't make the trip yeah was ed mio that sounds familiar yeah he was detroit alumni yeah well ed mio refuses yeah to well, let let kids score. Let he those won't. little turds earn it. <laughs> Everyone's got a participation trophy. I know. You're I the know, reason. I know. And I said, what do you mean? He says, Ed Mio, there was a kid who had a penalty shot. And for sure we thought, well, Ed's going to let the kid have it. Yeah. Just because it's a penalty shot. Yeah. Nothing. I probably poke checked him and yeah, sent him yeah. flying. And uh, <laughs> and the other thing, too, was, uh, so, again, we had lots of fun. So that was a nice compliment because he yeah. said that we would take you anywhere because you know how this game is supposed to be played where Mio just. You know, and I'll tell you why. Another reason: a lot of goalies, NHL goalies or former goalies, don't like playing those charity games. Oh. And I found out why talking to uh, Trevor Kidd, who, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a good goalie. He had yeah. a good longevity. He yeah. actually modified himself quite good to uh, to stay in the game as long as he did. Yeah. And he played out. He played defense. I said, Trevor, why aren't you playing in, man? You're like the NHL goalie. He says, yeah. You know what? He says, Here's why. When uh, when they score, like on me, who was yeah. a nobody, they can't go home and brag. Right. He says, but if a puck should accidentally be put in yeah. by some guy with a fluke shot, yeah, he goes home the next day and say, I scored on Trevor Kidd. Sure enough. Yeah. And, and I thought, you know, that's an interesting thing. Because I always wondered why a lot of those NHLers don't yeah. keep playing. Mind you, their body. You basically said, thank you for calling me a nobody. But yeah. <laughs> I'm poo on your heel of your shoe. I was hoping you would just avoid that. No, but, no, uh, no. I got to catch you. I'm just a schlep. I'm here for you. are schlep. I'm a schlep schleppy man. Schleppington. And that... But you know what? They did go home because they went, I scored on that breakfast guy. Exactly. Yeah, they didn't know my name. No. I told them it was Trevor Kidd. Exactly. <laughs> Take that. Take that, Trevor. Trevor Kidd. They scored on you anyway. Yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting how, yeah. they, how they did think that, about that, that. That is a good way of thinking. Though. I mean, Yeah. But here, here's, a, oh, here's another story about okay. Trevor Kidd. They were all over the place. Oh, yeah. Trevor Kidd was playing out just rec hockey, and uh, and I had met Trevor uh, a couple times throughout my uh, my my TV career, and playing. I used to do some stuff with the uh, farm team here, yeah, uh, and be their practice goalie, which was kind of neat. Oh, cool! Uh, when the guys were hurt, when, when they went on the road, I would stay with the black aces and work yeah. them out and give them confidence. Yeah, uh, so they <laughs> scored all the time. So <clears throat> Trevor was playing in a rec game. Just fun Saturday night hockey for two hours. Yeah. And they said, Trevor, we don't have a goalie. Like, we need a goalie tonight. Yeah. 
And I know you never, like, he, he refused to play. Yeah. And he said, you know what? Just once I'll come and play goal. Yeah. And the guy telling me the story said, it was the funniest thing that's ever happened to them in the dressing room. Trevor Kidd comes in and he's got four cardboard boxes. <laughs> okay. So here, that's your visual. Okay. Here's a guy, and Trevor's a pretty tall guy. So let's say six foot two, three. Walks in a dressing room with, he brings one cardboard box, throws it down. He comes in with another cardboard box, throws it down. Two more boxes come in. Then he brings a little hockey bag. He had all brand new gear that he'd never used yet oh, from the NHL. Yeah. When he retired, he had all this brand new gear. Yeah. And they said he's cutting open the cardboard boxes. Yeah. Taking the gold pads out of the plastic bag. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and the gloves. They're all brand new. Yeah. And they're like, you've never used this gear. He says, I retired. They sent it to me. I've yeah. never used it. I, oh, yeah. It's free. He said so. He goes, it's going to be a fun game. Yeah. Do you know they didn't score the entire game on him? They oh. played for two hours. They said they couldn't do it. Huh. And, and and I think hearing that story, that was Trevor's way. I'll bet you, even though he probably could have let one or two in, yeah. he probably tried double just for what you and I were just saying, that yeah. nobody could go home and say, I scored on an NHL yeah. goalie. And, but, but I, I mean, him playing out there, I'd be more concerned with, oh, I, I cheap shot a, you know, oh, okay. in the boards. I got into a fight with Trevor Kidd and, you know, he, knocked out a tooth. You I, know, I'm so. going to tell you right now, he was good. Yeah. He he was he played defense. Most goalies seem to yeah. play defense yeah, when exactly. they're out. And, uh, I played left wing whenever I played out. Oh, so did you? Yeah, I, he yeah. didn't want to come back and skate? No. No. Let the I want to try and score. Yeah. He was pretty, he liked defense. He was good. Yeah. And actually, he had a pretty hard shot. Yeah. For, uh, for a, a former goaltender, he had a, a good hard shot. But so, yeah, that was, uh, that's our story. Oh, cool. <laughs> I should probably check what time this is. Yeah. I don't know how we get on these things. I don't I know don't how know. you do this to me. But um, we're, oh, uh, we're, we're yeah. at our limit. Yeah. We like to keep our shows a certain uh, length. Yeah. For, for everybody. Uh, you didn't, you told us one thing today. Was it? Well, I'm not getting paid, so don't worry about it. You're not? I don't know. I'm not? Are you paying me now? I, I thought you were paying me. I'm not paying you. What the hell? Jeez. I asked you for water. It tastes like toilet water. Well, that's that's water. <laughs> Puddle water is water. So This is true. And where we Diboysia. are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and where we are, it's just snow now. Yeah. So uh, hopefully. We got all you... our snow at once. <laughs> we did. The whole winter's worth of them. It was, it was literally just like someone just emptied a sheet. Yeah. It was like a cartoon. Yeah. Thud. Yeah. And it was just like a foot and a half of snow. Yeah. So um, next episode, you're talking the whole time. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yep. Nope. <laughs> All right. Play That's, my music. Oh, hang on. You got to dance out, right? Okay. Yeah. Here, here he goes. This is Vader's dance music. Thanks for listening, by the yes, way. Yes. Thank you very much. We at, appreciate it. At Vader from Wish on Twitter. He's very quiet. Yeah. Um, at NWO Machine. Uh, on Twitter, at NWO underscore oh, underscore machine. Forgot the underscore. We already went through this, <laughs> and I'm very loud on Twitter. Yeah, Vader, Dad's baby. Hit my music. Oh yeah, shake it up. <laughs> <laughs>